Hard work without talent is a shame. But talent without hard work is a tragedy. Robert Half. You're listening to Writing Roots, brought to you by Aspen House Publishing. Welcome to Writing Roots. I'm Lee Hole. And I'm Lee Esses. And I made Lee read that opener just so that she hears her own voice saying it and she gets it into her head. Yeah. Not doing the work is a tragedy. And it's a tragedy I live in. Yep. (laughs) But there's hope. And that's coming at the end of the episode. Stay tuned. Our four-letter word today is best. How do you achieve the best in your writing? That's a hard concept because we all want to be perfect, but perfect isn't going to be your best. Your best is not going to reach that level. Perfect is unachievable. And I want to point out your best looks nothing like my best. There are simple things that everybody can learn And that is much of what this podcast centers around, strengthening those skills to help you become a better storyteller. But after a certain point, you become a better version of you as a storyteller. This episode will help you focus on your best right now and working toward what will be your best tomorrow. There is always another step to get you that much better in your writing that much closer to who you are as a writer. One of the questions I'm asking myself in many facets of my life, if I don't know how to continue to improve something, I look at how the big boys do it, the professionals, the people who are the top of their field. In this case, with writing, the authors that I really adore and go, okay, how do they do it Is that something that I can do? Is that inside my style? Is that inside what I enjoy? So one thing that we like to compare it to is a floor and a ceiling. No one's floor is going to start out at the same level. We all have a different floor. That's where you start out. That's kind of your base talent. But there is always room for improvement. Yeah. People ask, is it better to be hardworking or talented? Hardworking, because everyone's floor is still a floor, and your talents being that, your ceiling being based on the amount of work you've put into it. I have seen some very talented authors who put zero work into their writing, and it stays down low. So you have the floor, and it stays close to the floor all the time. But with work... Wherever your floor is, you can raise that bar, get that much better, and be the best version of yourself as an author. This also differs depending on the art for a person. I have a very high floor, but a very low ceiling in music. I started out very talented. My bloodline is all very musical. I haven't changed much since high school. And honestly, that's mostly because I don't put a lot of work into it, put it into writing instead. I feel like my floor was relatively low, but I spent a lot of time working to get better, and so I have a pretty high ceiling in writing. So that's kind of how it works, is your floor is where you start out. Your base talent, it really doesn't matter where that is. What matters is where you put your own ceiling. The more you are willing to work, the higher that ceiling gets. The more episodes you listen to of this podcast, the higher that ceiling gets. 
all that we talk about is to help you improve your work. If you're listening to this, you're doing that. That's great. And you can be terrible at something and still absolutely love it. That does not stop me when I'm telling a story to give terrible British accents to all of my characters because it's fun. So even if you're not good at writing, keep working at it if it's something that you enjoy. That floor really doesn't make nearly as much of a difference as the ceiling. But you need to invest time to get from the floor to your ceiling. You hear this in music a lot. Practice, practice, practice. The same thing applies to writing. If you want to get better, you have to write. You have to practice. You cannot sit down and write your first manuscript and expect it to be amazing. It's not going to happen. I am sorry to crush your hopes and dreams. You may have a very high floor, but it's not going to be high enough for a bestseller yet. But that doesn't mean you can't get there. That means you're much closer to getting there than someone, say, like my brother. After a certain point, you've learned all of the punctuation rules. You've learned the best way to change this momentum. You can still learn tips and tricks for telling this particular story, but you're becoming more of you. So everyone can learn how to properly use a comma. After a certain point, how you use commas is a path you have to take on your own. It is possible to achieve mechanically perfect. You can hit all of the correct grammar and syntax and punctuation. You will never hit the best version of your writing and your storytelling unless you stop. If you stop trying, if you stop working to get better, you will never reach the best that you could be tomorrow. You are just the best you'll ever be. So how do you practice? How do you get better at writing? Write selfishly? (laughs) I mean, there's that. (laughs) But there's also an element of experimentation. Try something new. If you write short stories, try to write something longer. If you write only lengthy novels, try to write a poem. I almost like cringed saying that out loud. (laughs) You could write like a Beowulf epic. I would love to see that. That would be awesome. It's by experimenting, you know more about yourself. There's an author in our writing club who writes first person present. I experimented. I wrote one story in first person present, almost threw up. And I don't think I've opened the file since then. But when I first met her, she was writing third person past. And then she found her voice by experimenting and it turned her world upside down. In my research for this podcast, I encountered an author and I can't remember her name right now, but she initially wrote adult fiction and then realized that her best characters in those stories were her coming of age characters. And that's when she realized she should be writing coming-of-age YA, because that's where she excelled. And she never pictured herself writing there, but because she was willing to expand her horizons, because she was willing to experiment, she found what she was really good at. And experimenting isn't just at new, but also specializing in what you're good at. Continue to write those fight scenes if you're an action author. Write them in several different styles. 
write them different ways. Experience it. There's no lost wisdom in this. You will learn from every experiment whether or not it's a success. And the last thing when it comes to trying to achieve your best is to keep going. No matter how terrible it may seem right now, no matter how good it may seem right now, you can always get better. If you look at professionally published authors who are very popular, it is very rare that they look back on their first writings and say, that was amazing. I should publish that. Yeah, more often than not, about book five is when they start to actually publish stuff. And that's about when I really found my voice as an author also. I haven't written a full-length story, but I've written a ton of short stories. And they're awesome. But not my first ones. Oh dear, (laughs) not my first ones. As we were preparing this episode, we kind of got onto the topic of how we started writing. I mentioned that my first experiment into writing for fun was in fan fiction for anime. For one particular show. What was the name of the one that you pulled up? It was beautiful. It was Uh, perfect. Take my hand, steal my heart. (laughs) Still a decent name for a YA story. I look back at those first stories and I found them. They're still online. And I was reading it and I just, like I was crying laughing at how bad it was. The one thing I was very impressed with was the amount of dialogue that I had. Not the quality of dialogue, (laughs) the amount of dialogue. Yeah, my quality of dialogue was one of those things I actually studied to get better at. The first full-length novel that I wrote was actually YA fantasy, where each person has one thing that they do, and they learn to wield it in different ways, and everybody has different colors that represent their characters, and you know the bad guys are just bad, so they kill them, and... It was not a great story. (laughs) We mention these not to throw ourselves under the bus, but to bring up why it's important to hold on to these old stories. Even if you think it's terrible, I can honestly say I am ashamed of what I wrote in those fanfiction stories, but I look at that and say, look how far I've come. Look at how much I have improved because I've worked at it. Because that really was the first story I'd ever written. And now look at my horror short story that I wrote last year. Vast amounts of improvement just from working at it. For me, it ends up having the opposite. It brings me a little bit of humility because when I finished that first book, man, I was the best author out there. This is my masterpiece. I was never going to write anything better than this. This is what I'm going to be known for. Man, if somebody stopped me on the street now and went, you're the one who wrote that fortress story, right? Nope, nope, not me. Uh -uh, Nope. (laughs) So it reminds us of how far we've come. It reminds us of how bad we truly used to be. (laughs) And how far we have yet to go. I have not reached my ceiling yet. I get to keep writing, keep experimenting, keep improving. Just by working on it. Just by keeping going. If you like to write, just write. Go for it. It doesn't matter how good or how bad it is, just as long as you write selfishly. 
If you have a question or comment for our hosts or a topic you'd like us to cover, send us an email at writingroots at aspenhousepublishing.com or find us on Facebook by searching for Aspen House Publishing. <laughs>